This is the Introverts Bubble Podcast with a nung of courageous creativity. A place for introverts and home bodies to get out of their heads and have more adventures. Where we talk about the topics that introverts need to air out. Ways around a loud world. Talking about home, work, and everything in between. Because there's nothing wrong with us, but we got problems. And we'll do things our way, alone if ever possible. Hey peeps, I'm bringing on Megan, a graphic designer that went full-time with her business. I particularly wanted to talk to her about how she got she gets great work done alone, how she networks and finds clients. Check out the show notes to see links to her site and social media. All right, so thank you for coming on the podcast today. Can you just give me your name and what you do? Uh, my name is Megan Hefner, and I am a graphic designer and owner at Megan Beetle Design. All right, and how did you get started with this? Did like did you like doing it before? Did you go to school for it? So I, I kind of went to school for it. <laughs> uh, so I went to a four-year uh, college, and I studied media communication. So a lot of that entailed actually doing like broadcast production and uh, kind of like camera work, a lot of video work. And I actually ended up minoring in art and took a couple classes that they had at the time. Uh, The college actually didn't have a graphic design major, but I took all the classes that I could that were related to graphic design. And after college, I kind of had this realization that I enjoyed doing graphic design more than uh, the video side of things and the broadcast side of things. And so what I ended up doing is I, I kind of just started a little side hustle, uh, doing graphic design work right after college and kind of through college too. Um, so I came up with my own logo and branding in college and just kind of, you know, if anyone needed a logo or something really small done, I would throw that together for them for something really cheap, just kind of as a, a hobby to start with. But over the last year, I've taken that side gig and I've quit my full-time job and made it a full-time job. <laughs> Which is awesome. I, I had that thing going for a couple of years myself and I was like, oh my God, I can make money with this and I don't right. have to sit somewhere with a bunch of people now. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and so how does this, how has this um, business been good for being an introvert? So it's really pushed me in a lot of ways. Uh, so right after I quit my full-time job, which was uh, working as a retail manager in a coffee shop uh, where I dealt with people a lot, <laughs> I, I didn't like that aspect of the job necessarily, but uh, so I had kind of learned some stuff from being in management, but now I am the owner and marketer and designer of my own company. I wear all the hats, and so I'm pushed to do a lot of different things, uh, especially uh, with people getting clients, things like that. So I've really had to work hard at that and set goals and just really push myself in ways that I wouldn't have before if I were just a, an employee. You know, if I could put my head down and do my design work and call of the day that would be great but unfortunately I have to talk to people and I have to consult with them and I have to you know 
send out the invoices and send out estimates and talk to people all the time. So yeah, a lot of wearing different hats. <laughs> yes, I, I I didn't realize, even though I read off on it, like all the administrative stuff you had to do. I thought I left that behind in my other jobs and I'm kind of going through it. I'm like, but it's a little better because I'm kind of like, that's my logo on there. That's my right. price. It all comes back to me. <laughs> I mean, how does, do you get to, do you like being able to just work at home and kind of do the design part very well? That works for being an introvert. Yes, I know we have to talk to our customers. We have to kind of make sure we get everything the way they want it. But is it, does it go well with, your personality to be able to work alone? Definitely. Um, I can work really well with people. Uh, I don't mind that at all, especially if they're other creatives. Uh, but I prefer to work by myself. I kind of get into myself when I'm designing. And, you know, I put my head down and I work. And it's four hours later. And, oh, you know, I guess I got to eat lunch or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Uh, but... I'll give you an example, too. So last week, I took a contract job. So I was working as a graphic designer for a week, which was 40 hours a week on site. I worked downtown Minneapolis uh, for a company just uh, doing work for hire stuff. And it was really tough for me. It was tough because I had to go there, you know, do the nine to five and just work on whatever they threw at me. And, I mean, the projects that I did were really fun, but what really took a toll on me was that I had to work in an office setting. I felt almost a little trapped because I'm normally used to working from home where I can be flexible and I can, you know, if I'm not in the creative flow, you know, I'll I'll go do something else. I'll go do, you know, a load of laundry or I'll clean the kitchen and then I'll come back and I'll inspiration as opposed to you know going in an office every day in the same spot and you know not really having a window or anything or you know I feel a little trapped like I couldn't I couldn't just go as I pleased <laughs> <laughs> so I really enjoy working from home and being alone uh mostly because I have energy at the end of the day so when my husband comes home from work I have energy to talk to him when I, you know, want to hang out with friends and do activities later in the day, I have energy for them. And before, I, I just didn't. When I was a retail manager, I just didn't have the energy to really function um, as an introvert. My, I was just totally exhausted after talking to people. So I feel like this is a little bit better fit. I can control how much I talk to people, and that's been really beneficial for me. Yeah, I understand that completely, especially working, like, customer service retail stuff. Like, you you only have so much each day, and people don't seem like, well, you, it was a light day at work. I'm like, yeah, but I still had to talk to 10 people that I didn't want to talk to. So, <laughs> that's a very, very different thing. As an introvert, just having people around is exhausting. I don't have to talk to them. It's like, the noise of other people, you know, exhausts me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you were there for that um, quick job, did, did you keep getting interrupted by people for questions or just, like, how are you doing? Do you need any questions or, or like? Yeah, I was interrupted. And part of it, you know, the the main manager kept coming around. And he'd come around every day and ask me how I'm doing. 
down a little bit. And I, on one hand, I really appreciate that because, you know, I appreciate a good manager. I've been in management before. And so I know, you know, connecting with your employees is a huge, huge thing and a, and a good thing for managers. But having to, yeah, just have this cube. I was in this cube of people that I worked with. And um, they're all super nice and really great people. But they're talking, they're on the phone, you know, people are talking to me. And that was just, it was it was exhausting. Yeah, sensory overload, kind of, <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> like, yes, it's nothing wrong with people being around you and everything else. It's just the constant noise, the constant just talking around you. Makes me feel like, makes me feel like I'm part of the conversation, even though I'm not. And then that's still draining. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, what what could you what do you wish you could change or work on about your work that would make it better in any way? Yeah, so right now I'm I'm currently working on a routine uh, for customers. So I want to be able to communicate clearly with any potential clients or customers for my business um, because everyone communicates differently. So when I get an email inquiring about some design, you know, I have to ask, what do you want? You know, what, what is your budget? What, you know, what kind of style are you looking for? I have a lot of questions I have to ask up front, uh, just so I can get them an estimate. And so I'm trying to right now work on just a routine way to communicate with people. It sounds kind of dumb, but Oh, no, we all need to have our systems and everything else. Like, have you ever done, like, a questionnaire kind of thing that you automatically just send them? Like, this is what you need to do. And it has ideas on, like, what's your general range on budget? What are you looking for? Yeah, and I'm just trying to get that, like, a paper form, you know, that questionnaire. And so I have, I started some that are more geared towards certain projects. So, like, wedding invitations. I need a lot of information for weddings. Yeah. I have, like, a huge info sheet that's, like, you know, okay, this is what I, you know, I need to know this information for your wedding and things like that. So that's one of the things I'm working on right now is getting that, those info sheets and that way of communicating with people so that I don't have to start fresh every time. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's a, (laughs) having to do that all the time would suck. (laughs) <laughs> um, okay, so you said you talked about getting clients and everything else. Like, what are some of the problems you have with networking? So, networking has been really hard for me. I I am an introvert, and so it's really hard for me to to want to leave the house. <laughs> and so, a lot of networking events, I'm like, eh, you know, I could I could go to that networking event, or I could watch, you know, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that and, feeling. And it's about, you know, pushing myself and making goals. So so what I ended up doing, as I said, okay, I'm going to attend in person at least one networking event per month as I'm able to, you know, if there's events, you know, available to me that I can afford, then I'll go to them. And so that way I can kind of pick and choose, okay, this is the one event, you know, this month that I want to go to. And it's applicable to me. It's not that much money. And, you know, if I go there and don't meet anyone, at least I learned something. So my first thing was I set goals for myself. And that was, you know, once a month I'm going to attend in person a networking event. Um, The other thing 
is that I have started doing a lot of networking online and that's helped a lot. And so Facebook groups is mainly where I've been focusing. I find a lot of groups that have creatives or other designers or people starting small businesses. I get involved in those groups. I share my expertise when people ask questions. And it took me about two months after I joined all the groups to actually post something. (laughs) (laughs) You just lurked in there. (laughs) I was lurking in the background. But I was afraid of sounding way too pushy. I didn't know how to be salesy without sounding super arrogant and like, my product is the best product. Well, why is that? Well, I don't know. (laughs) You know, so I, I didn't want to sound super salesy. I didn't want to, you know, make people think I was this, you know, super arrogant designer. And so I was afraid of both stuff. And so doing the, the Facebook groups has really helped me a lot because I would get on a group and someone's like, oh, you know, I'm looking for someone to design a logo. And all I have to say is I, I can do that. And post my link. And if they're interested, you know, they can contact me. So I've been doing a lot of that as a way of almost practicing my pitch and practicing how I do my sales. And one thing that really helped with that, too, was having a mission statement for my business. And so, you know, if the client is asking for something and it doesn't align with my mission statement then it's not a client worth having. And so that way I can, I can know, okay, when, when do I sell myself and when do I not sell myself? And Facebook has been really good for that. And I want to take what I've learned in those Facebook groups and hopefully apply them to in-person networking events in the future. Well, some of these times when you go through a Facebook group, like you start talking to some of these people. And I feel like a lot of times they will start recognizing you when you go to some of these events, like, oh, yeah, I remember you talked about this at one point. Like, I had that a couple times, which makes it so much better to actually go to these events. And at least for Minnesota, there's a lot of smaller events that I go to. So it's been a lot easier for me to go to a few. I go to two a month on average all the time. I always go to the Tuesdays Together one. And I always go to the podcast and women in podcasting, which are like, a week and a, away from each other too. So there's like, I have plenty of time to like rev myself up to go. <laughs> and it's nice. Cause they're only like, they average somewhere between like 10 and 20 people, but it's spread enough that we're not like all talking over each other. Sometimes there's a discussion that everyone does. And it's like, I feel like I'm kind of strangely enough in a classroom setting sometimes because we're all kind of discussing with one person. And so I did, I'm really good at just being able to like hide there. Like I'm listening, I'm here. <laughs> yep, so I technically I'm participating. <laughs> I feel like I want to get that gold star. I'm kind of like, I did it. Bye. <laughs> right. Exactly. And normally the, the days after or the days before the networking events, I just stay home and kind of like gear up for it. Like, okay, <laughs> I have to like put my game face on. I try, like, for me, actually, for going to the events, I have to not think about it. I have to be busy with something else, but I need to have time afterwards to unwind. Like, I need to just watch TV for an hour afterwards, or I need to just read a book for a while. Like, some people, 
Like, it needs to be before or it needs to be after. And I feel like I found that very, very true for all introverts. We usually have one or the other. We're like, we need to, I need to, like, prepare myself for, like, an hour or three beforehand. Or I have to unwind afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I, I try to give myself a little time beforehand to just unwind. Because I also deal with anxiety sometimes. And so, it's not necessarily the anxiety of, going and meeting people, I have more of an anxiety of getting there, finding the place, and not making a fool of myself, you know? (laughs) Yes. I do that all the time. I will literally have, like, three routes to get someplace. I'm like, I don't know where, because you know Minnesota, it's two seasons, winter and construction, and so you have days where I'm kind of like, I don't know if this, this map's been updated, and I might have traffic, or I might have a road that's closed. And so I will have it figured out and have it like, okay, this thing says 20 minutes to get there. So I'm going to leave 45 minutes beforehand and I will sit in the parking lot <laughs> if need be. Yes. <laughs> yes, I've done that tons of times. Or most recently I've been taking Ubers like this. If it's like downtown and parking is not great, we'll just take an Uber to alleviate that stress and anxiety because it's so much easier to just get dropped off there. <laughs> yes. And I have, I actually have, like, two or three Uber drivers I try to find because they know to not talk to me. Like, there's some, there's certain ones I'm kind of like, I really like you. Can you just not talk right now? I need to, like, I need to, like, prepare myself. I need my armor going. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I always forget about that when I have to go downtown. I'm kind of like, God, it's going to suck to find parking. And then I have to walk somewhere right. to find where this place is. And the buildings downtown are not the easiest to find. Because sometimes like, oh, yeah, just go find the U.S. Bank building. I'm kind of like, well, there's a U.S. Bank there. Is that the building? Or that's the U.S. Bank building there. And there's U.S. Bank Stadium. Like, where the hell are we going? (laughs) Right, exactly. And so I'm the same way. I have multiple routes, multiple ways of getting there. You know, okay, if my Uber driver can't come here in time, you know, I could take the bus or whatever. I have multiple ways of getting there. And that... That anxiety beforehand is, is pretty rough for me, and that I would say is is crippling in the in the fact that I sometimes won't go to an event if it's difficult to get there. Um, and when I get to the event, I normally I'm normally okay, and I you know I put my game face on and talk to people. And then when I get home, I'm like, Oof. <laughs> you know, watch TV and don't talk to me, you know, for a few hours and just need to relax. And and so it's, it's hard work going to networking events. It really is. And so, yeah, setting that, those goals to, you know, say, okay, I'm going to go to one a month or I'm going to go to two a month. I think it's super important. You can hold yourself accountable to that. Yeah. I feel like with introverts, it's a little different for us because ours is just, we need to go to one or two. I have so many friends that are like, well, I got to make sure I get one collaboration and three emails set up. And I'm kind of like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like I need to like, I need to know when I get there, whether or not I feel like talking. <laughs> exactly. I don't worry about what happens when I get there. I just worry about getting there. Yes. Yeah. Once I'm there, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Well, okay, so what are some of your biggest problems with finding clients? Because I know sometimes when you network, you actually can find clients there. 
for a lot of things. Like, I, I, mean, I sold a shirt at one of the places I've been to, and I was like, because I was wearing it. And so, so I literally someone gave someone the card, and she literally went on her phone right there and, like, bought it standing next to me. I'm like, what are other problems you've had for finding clients? Um, so a lot of it is figuring out where my ideal client is located. So I'm looking for clients that need logo design, that need brochure design, that need branding, guidelines, you know, anything like that. And the majority of those people are going to be people that either have just started a business or have been in business for a few years and need a fresh look because their business is doing well or, you know, they're they're opening an online store and so they're designing a website and so they need graphics, things like that. So those are my ideal clients and I've had a hard time figuring out where those people are uh, because I'm not a people person and I don't just like go to every place. I have to figure out where are these people? I mean, what groups are they in? Where do they go? <laughs> And so that's been really, really hard for me in finding people. Um, I found a few online groups where that ideal client lives. Uh, but the other hard part to that is explaining to people why they need my service and why they should pay for my service. And a lot of people don't understand uh, this is graphic design, especially with copyright laws, um, trademarking a lot of people don't understand that so they'll pay the five dollar upwork or fiber you know artists to make them a logo but they'll never be able to trademark that and someone else might have that logo and so explaining to those people that i find that they actually need my service and why they should pay for it has been very difficult for me yes the those sites yes have been good for people starting out and people doing stuff real quick, but it's kind of like the rest of the, everyone else that tries to have actual decent prices for them to actually live, but for the actual work you do. Cause yeah, you have to make something from scratch. You can't copy and paste things. You have to be very specific about what fonts you can and cannot use, depending on if they pay for a free one or not. Like I just had to, I had to redo the logo for this podcast and I actually paid for um, the bubbles to go on there, so mm-hmm. I actually had to have some. I actually had her pay to get that graphic to it, and that and I had to be. I had to get, actually get the license for it. I had the license and everything else, and it's just. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that goes into it, and a lot of people don't. They don't realize it, and you know, it's not their specialty to realize it. But it's up to me to be able to communicate that, and that's what I have a hard time with sometimes. Is communicating, you know you need me and this is why you need me. I have a hard time doing that. As an introvert, I'm just like, eh. (laughs) Yeah, you just want to say like a sentence and you don't want to have to explain it. (laughs) Right, exactly. So that's been been hard for me. And so one thing I'm trying to do with that is to come up with kind of an explanation in a couple sentences that I could kind of shoot out to people. Not necessarily, like, totally scripted, but I would have a script that I could go off of and then kind of tweak it for each client as they're inquiring. Yeah, I kind of have that, too. I have a Google Drive, and each thing is labeled kind of, like, when people have questions on refunds, when people have questions on, like, fabric for some of my apparel. So, like, I have, like, 
certain things on there that I can copy and paste, but I add to it depending on what their question is. I feel like that's another kind of system to have, which is very, it eases anxiety. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of one less thing I have to like figure out. I just sit here and think like, oh God, what I can I do? What, what did I say? What did I do before? Right. <laughs> yeah. Having that script can be really helpful. And I don't want to, I don't want to appear, you know, like a, like a robot, but at the same time, you know, if you're getting enough questions, it makes sense to have some type of script. Yeah. And I actually, strange enough, having an um, FAQ, like, on my website kind of helped. Because <laughs> that yeah. would... Yeah. yeah, I did that. I On all of my apparel, I have uh, links for, like, size charts with pictures. I have return policies. Like, I have everything, like, half of my description of my product doesn't have anything about the product. It has, like, all the extra stuff just for that. Mm-hmm. Or, like, my payment things were kind of like, yes, your your stuff is protected. No, I will not share your information. Like, mm-hmm. you have to put that on there everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the stuff you don't even think about half the time. You know, you're like, you're like oh, yeah, I guess someone might want to return this. How would they do that? Oh, <laughs> if they yeah. were to put that information on there. Yes, and of course you have to change things as time goes on because you learn new things or technology makes it easier for you to do something else. Like I, I couldn't do return for a while because I didn't, I couldn't figure out how to get the thing to give them a return label that's already prepaid. It was, it was just so hard to figure out because it was, it was such a hard system. Instead of like, I had to keep emailing them. Like, can you give me something that's like pay? Click, 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 done. And right. it took a year, and they're finally like, oh, we have it now. I'm like, finally. <laughs> yeah, and that's the good thing about technology is that there's usually a way to do it. Just you know, figure it out. <laughs> yes. And also because it, I was a little annoyed that I had to keep talking to them <laughs> about it. It's like, stop making me talk. Just, just give it to me. Right. Just anticipate this need for me. <laughs> yes. Or at least or start working on it and tell me about it. Like, Okay, yeah, we heard this. We're going to be done in like, we're going to start working on it. I'll be done in like six months. I don't care if you don't get it exactly six months, but you're working mm-hmm. on it. I will sit here and wait for you. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, anything else you want to put in there? Anything about freelance writing or not friend, design? Um, anything that you want people to know about your business or about how to live as a solo business owner? Um, yeah, just a couple of things that really helped me. Um, I watch a lot of videos about how to, how to start a business and I actually went through a book. It's called Business Boutique. And, uh, it's written by a woman named Chrissy Wright. And she talks about women starting business. Her main, her main audience is women. Uh, because women face different struggles starting a business than, than men. And so she kind of gears it towards women and how they can start a business and what you need and, and uh, step by step on how to start a business. And that's been super helpful to me. And so if anyone's looking to start a business like that, I, I would recommend her book. She also does speaking events and things like that. Um, but also, you know, there's a lot of 
people out there that can help you start a business. And actually, you know, watching Chrissy and a few other people um, just about starting a business has given me a lot of confidence. Um, and not that I was a, uh, you know, not confident person beforehand, but I feel like I'm more confident in what I'm selling and what my business is. And so being more confident and actually believing in what I'm doing uh, makes it easier for me to sell and actually makes it easier for me to talk about uh, my business, graphic design. And so it's kind of grown to be uh, more of a passion of mine, graphic design has, because I'm working on it now. It's close, close to my heart. You know, I have opinions about, you know, what people should be doing uh, for their businesses as far as good looks and design goes, I feel like having a really good logo and having good looking branding can boost confidence. Um, and so, you know, if you have a really great logo and you're not afraid to show it, you're going to put it on everything. And the more you put your logo on stuff, you know, that's advertising. And so I truly believe that you know, having good looking branding and logos on people's businesses can bring them business. And so it speaks for of, itself. That's kind of my, my, my view from it. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, definitely have everything that I need for this. And I'm sure a lot of people will get a lot of great stuff for it. Thanks for listening. For show notes and to give a donation, head over to the website at courageouscreativity.co slash blog slash podcast 18. Jump on the email list for updates on the podcast, blog, and products made just for you. As always, please leave a review.